Good, mate. So we'll get straight into it, eh? Perfect, mate. So easy. No worries. So um, just for everyone who will be listening to this later, this is our first podcast, Yes Stays Hero podcast. Really appreciate um, the great Mick Adams joining us, mate. I hope you're well. Mate, I'm going really well. I'm up in uh, Yamba on the north coast of New South Wales at the moment, visiting my family uh, at the moment, which has been which has been great. So the weather's uh, a bit wild with this cyclone happening at the moment, but yes, yeah, it's, it's great, mate. Yeah, good spot, isn't it? Great spot. And a, a couple of uh, famous players came out of there, mate. Jed Holloway, Jack Douglas. It's a good good rugby area. Yeah, good rugby area around here. Uh, I don't know those two boys too well personally, but uh, I've played against them a few times, and they're, they're pretty pretty handy footy players. Yeah, no worries, mate. As, as I said, thanks for joining us. Well, let's get into the questions. So I thought question one, um, I was just curious, like, tell us about your early life and childhood. You you grew up around there, did you? Was rugby always your main sport or did you play other sports? Um, so, no, I, I didn't actually grow up around Yamba. I grew up um, in the country town called Glen Innes, which is uh, yeah. northwest New South Wales. And um, my parents have only recently moved to, to Yamba, which is a, a bit of an upgrade in my eyes. So, yeah. uh, no, I grew up, um, yeah, in Glen Innes. And I pretty much lived there until I was 18 and I moved down to Sydney. So, um, mate, my childhood was... Um, Pretty much, I grew up on a farm. Uh, my old man was uh, manager of a, of, of a property, and we had our own little place as well. And my my grandparents' place. So, um, yeah, my, my my childhood was was growing up on the farm, um, <laughs> chasing around cattle and sheep, and uh, yeah, doing what country boys do, mucking around and 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 keeping busy. So, yeah, right. And so, was rugby always your main sport, or did you play other sports as a, as a kid? Um. Yes and no. So well, rugby, no. Um, rugby league, yeah. In the country, rugby league is really big. Um, I didn't really play rugby union at all until I was, I think, maybe like seven. Uh, once I'd gone off to boarding school and things like that. But uh, I played rugby league growing up, and I was, uh, I'm still pretty passionate about following rugby league and whatnot. And um, yeah, I suppose when I was a young fella. I had the dream of playing rugby league, um, like like every young fella does, uh, especially for my my main team, the Sydney Roosters at the time. But um, I um, yeah, I pretty much played anything and everything with a ball and or a bat. Um, I played cricket growing up as well. I chanced my arm at swimming and cross country and athletics and all those sort of things at school. And um, but yeah, was, rugby league was probably my biggest passion. Um, and then that sort of when I left school, um, I was a little whippet. Uh, didn't really get any opportunities or, or much of an opportunity with, with rugby league. So, um, yeah, I kind of came across to, to rugby um, after a few games playing at boarding school and things like that. And when I, I had made up at Ringarat, so, yeah. Okay, no worries. So what what was your junior club when you played league? Uh, the Glenness Magpies, um, the Mighty Magpies. I played for them up until I was yes, 18 years old. We won a premiership, actually, my last time I played for, for Glenness in the under-18. So, I'd love to one day maybe go back there and play. I've still got a few mates, obviously, back home, um, and they most of them are pretty much retired. But if, I reckon if I pull the boots on, a few of them might also pull the boots on and have a few more games, which would be awesome. I'd also my, a team I've never played for back home as well. I suppose on the rugby side is the Elks, um, yep. the Glenness Elks. I've never played for them, obviously, but. Uh, my old man played for them, and I'd love to. Uh, I don't know, maybe have a, a cameo appearance um, and a few beers after, which would be pretty cool in the next few years. That's it, eh? So, question two. So, tell us a bit about your parents. Did they play sport, and what part did they play to help you achieve what you did? Um, yeah, my parents are really, 
I suppose, sporty growing up. Um, even when I was still a kid, my parents were still playing sport. Mum played a bit of basketball and netball and that sort of thing. Um, and my, my old man, he did play rugby uh, pretty much from when he was a little kid. Um, so, yeah, my, my, my old man played um, country country rugby back, uh, I don't know, in the in the never days or whenever it was in the non-professional days. And he uh, had a bit of fun mucking around there. And, yeah, my, my, my mum obviously played as many sports as she could. And they, they were both uh, products of Glenna. So they um, the, the sporting opportunities in Glen aren't, aren't, as, aren't as big when you get a little bit older. So yeah. maybe their sporting careers, I don't know if they moved out to the big smoke, could have been a little bit uh, more fru- come to fruition if they moved elsewhere, but they, they, they stayed in, in Glen as, as they did. So, uh, But my parents, mate, they've, they mean the world to me and they've done so much for me just in my sport. Obviously in the country, and a lot of country kids would know that uh, you've got to travel a fair bit of distance, especially when you start representing in sport. Um, and I was one of those all-rounders who represented in a lot of sports growing up. So for me, my parents, oh, I'd hate to know the amount of kilometres which my parents put in in the car and drive me to places and the amount of money on fuel and things like that which was spent. Even when I was playing in the street shield and up in Sydney and things like that, mum and dad would regularly come down just to, to watch a game. So I suppose if I didn't have my parents um, supporting sport as a young fella, uh, I, I don't know what it would have happened. I don't think I could have potentially um, gone on to, to be as successful in certain aspects as I was. So mum and dad have, um, yeah, really meant a lot to me and looked after me and, um, yeah, ensured that I could play sports so, and especially rugby. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that time on the farm as a kid, that distilled a hard work in you as well, which would have been a benefit later. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, some hard times on the farm and, uh, yeah, helping the old man out when I can. Uh, I'm not going to lie and say I was I was pretty young back then. I suppose when we were when he was um, we had the, the our bigger property. Um, however, yeah, I, I'd always try my best to 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 give him a hand where possible. So yeah. So question three. So you said you went to boarding school. So how how did it transpire that you ended up at the Rats? Yeah. So um, I went to boarding school. I went to Farah uh, Agricultural Boarding School. It's a boarding school in. Um, Tamworth and I went there when I was in year 10 I I, I, uh, I went I pretty much went there um, on the back of I had a few other few mates who were going there at the time mum and dad wanted me to go to another school outside of my my hometown school uh, and yeah I ended up going to, to Farrah I loved my time there played pretty much played rugby league there the whole time and I, I suppose I started getting into the representative pathway a little bit in school and and, and started getting some opportunities but um, yeah I was uh, I didn't really work out what the gym was back then. And I'm not naturally a really big guy. So I suppose I didn't really get much of a look in in certain, some certain clubs. And then I, yeah, I, I left school and I, I didn't really have many opportunities. I, I just had a mate from boarding school who was playing at the Rats at the time. And long story short, I went down for a couple of weekends and um, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd see what it's like down in, in Sydney. So the Northern Beach is a pretty good spot. And I played a few trial games and things like that. And um yeah, then the club uh, helped me out of getting me a job and a house and a, and a few things like that. And, yeah, that's uh, the rest is history. I sort of stayed on and played at the Rats for a number of years and loved my time there. And, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. So. Yeah, so you, you were at the Rats for a while because you ended up, what, just short of 100 first-grade games there. Um, so did you work your way up through Colts and things like that? Yeah, so I, I played two years of Colts. Um, 
I played my first year uh, in 2010 and then in 2011. Uh, and 2011, I suppose, I, being a young fella, I uh, I probably could have been a little bit more serious about my rugby. I had a little bit of a hiatus. I went overseas and travelled a little bit um, in that first in my second year, but then I came back and. Yeah, I started getting a few opportunities. The Rats and obviously playing the first grade Colts sort of stuff. We, If I look back on it, we had a great team. Um, and we've all gone on to play, I suppose, a fair few games of first grade. Uh, but at the time, we were, oh, we were middle of the table dwellers and we enjoyed a few more beers than we probably should have. And uh, if we look back and we were all serious on it, I suppose we could have gone a little bit better. But, yeah, it turns out that we... Uh, we finished the first year I played in around fifth or sixth and then the same the next year after that. So uh, I suppose that was a little bit disappointing at that time. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was, yeah, a great experience. And then, yeah, moving on, on to that, I my first year out of Colts, um, I started, I think, the first game in second grade and I got on off the bench in that first round. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I played the rest of the season in first grade uh, at number 12 under Sammy Harris, who was an awesome coach to have in my first year, and he taught me some pretty cool lessons in rugby. So, Yeah, yeah. So that, so oh, that's my next question. Your favourite coach, would Sammy have been your favourite coach during your time there or the others were really – Oh, mate, yeah. it's, it's a hard question to say because I've had, I've had so many great coaches um, yeah. throughout my, my footy. Um, Sammy's a great coach and Sammy – has um, some great attributes and things like that, as do other coaches, that, um, which I've had at the Rats. I mean, I, I had and others like Hague Sare was the next one up yeah. at Rats. And then uh, moving on to, to the more recent times, we had uh, maybe Greg Maher and, and Darren yeah. Coleman. So all of those coaches combined had some really great attributes. I, I don't know if I have a favourite out of all of them, but there's, if I combined all of them, it would be a pretty good uh, a pretty good coach. So, Yeah. That's right. So, so question four, I was say, like, you eventually left the Rats, but you were still at the Rats when you made the Australian Sevens. Isn't that right? Yeah. So, I in my, I think the last year I had at Rats was uh, 2017, which was the grand final year, actually. And, uh, yeah, I was playing Sevens that year. So, um, yeah. yeah, I had oh, 2016 and 2017, I was in and around the Aussie Sevens for, for a while and things like that. And, and doing that sort of stuff. Um, I had a little bit of an opportunity with sevens earlier in my, when I was a bit 20, 21 or so, um, but didn't really uh, get that much of an opportunity there. So then, yeah, but, but at the time at the Rats, um, in that year, I, um, although I, I love my time at the Rats, it was, it was also a good time to move on as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, so with, with the sevens, tell us more about it. Cause I know from, from a spectator, someone like me who played, you know, as a lumbering forward, I, I really admire how fit you guys have to be to play sevens. Tell us about that. It must have been awesome. Yeah, so, mate, sevens, I, I obviously love sevens. Um, I didn't really grow up knowing much about sevens. I, I came from a league background, and yeah. um, when I was playing rugby league and in the country, I suppose rugby's not too much in the in the forefront of everyone's eyes. And then I came to Sydney, and there was a, I played in a couple of – uh, tournaments. My first ever tournament was actually with a team called the Skin Dogs, which is a, a uh, team run by a few of uh, some Glenness local boys. I played with that, and it was my first ever taster, and I, yeah, I sort of enjoyed it. And I, I suppose I played some more uh, club stuff for Ringer Rats. We went on, to, we won a fair few tournaments over the next few years, and we sort of started becoming a bit of a uh, one of the teams who was more of the uh, powerhouses in Sydney and Sevens. And then I suppose that's where I first. 
maybe got a little bit noticed. And then um, from that, yeah, I, I went and trained with the sevens on and off for a while in around 2012 or tw- uh, 2013-ish. Um, and then didn't get much of an opportunity to, to sign a contract or anything which was worth it. So I, um, yeah, went back to shoot shield. But, but uh, in 2016, uh, again, I got another opportunity to go back and play some sevens. I went overseas and I played in the World Club sevens. And from that, um, I got signed um, to to play with the Aussie team. So, yeah, I um, spent a, a year or so playing with, with the Aussie team and I represented my Australia on a number of occasions, got to travel around some really awesome spots. Um, most notably, I think, was South Africa. It was pretty cool. We had a big crowd over there as well. So to be able to, to represent your country is, a, is something which was, for me, amazing and really special. And, and especially when I played in the Sydney Sevens was something which I got to, to share also with my, my parents, who I said already have done so much for me, and uh, the rest of my family, friends, and my, and my partner, Jess, as well. So for right. me, uh, yeah, representing Australia was, was definitely the highlight of my career. Can, can you recall the first time, the first game you played for the Aussie Sevens? Yeah, we um, we played in a game versus uh, France, actually. we I, I played in the, the first season, the first game of, um, the first tournament, sorry, of the season in Dubai. And yeah, I, got, I started that game at centre and uh, I scored a couple of tries. Actually, I got a, just a few lucky ones. I got put away from some pretty down the sideline by some pretty good players and James Stannard gave me a really good ball and I went through and then oh, the other one was probably just a bit of a team trial that I finished off. So, yeah, that first game for me was pretty memorable. It was um, a bit surreal running out uh, and I, I ran out to not much of a crowd in that first game. It was an early game. I think it was the second game of the day yeah. and I thought, oh, it's not much of a crowd. Like, you'd think it'd be a bit more of a crowd and then by by 8 o'clock at night when we played our last game, there was 20-odd or 30-odd thousand people there. So, it was... Uh, pretty awesome uh, first debut over in Dubai and then to go on to South Africa after that and play was was awesome in that first couple of tours that I did. So, Did, did you notice the speed was a lot more? The, let's say you played club sevens. Was, was the speed more in the in the national team? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you get to the, the, the top echelon of players, there's some players out there who are just freakishly talented and uh, not only with their speed, but their footwork and their strength. And uh, there was a big step up from, I suppose, playing your, your local club games and things like that to, to playing on the World Series. It was um, it was a great experience. And it was for me, it was really testing. And there were some players out there who I was <laughs> amazed to be playing against uh, or end with as well on, on both the Australian and the opposition teams. I mean, I remember playing South Africa in that um, South African game and they had players who were still running around. Roscoe Speckman, um, he was just <laughs> unreal. Chris Dry and there's plenty others of, that I could mention who are just awesome players who were playing at that time. And for me, it was a, it was very surreal running out and, and, and playing against those guys that were that are known as the best players in the world in sevens. And um, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, an experience to say the least. Okay, yeah, really good because I remember, remember at the time, like any time one of our the Shoot Shield guys makes the Aussie Sevens, it's like it's news all over the place. It was like <laughs> every time you seen him play a game, it was it was in the in some sort of uh, newspaper or, or social media thing. So it was an awesome time. Yeah, I might that. Jump, jump a question and ask you this one. So question six: In your time, you were one of the fittest players in the game, especially when you went to Sevens. 
Was it just hard work or was there a bit of God-given ability? What advice would you give to young players if they wanted to like work on their speed? Yeah, uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, I was Growing up, I was a very, like I already said, I was a bit of a whippet and I was pretty small and uh, I, I loved doing the cross-country sort of thing and the fitness side of thing with any sports that I played and I, I worked pretty hard at that. Uh, so, so there was definitely, and I was already naturally good at it when I was younger. So for me, there, there was definitely some sort of natural ability there, but um, I, I always say like you can have be the most talented person, but if you don't work hard, you're probably not going to see the rewards. And for, for me, like I, I'm, I'll be completely honest and say I'm definitely not the most talented player, but I do like to say I've tried to work harder than most players. And yeah. I won't say I was the hardest working player in the world, but I was a, a someone who just tried my hardest to um, to rip in and always improve my fitness. And for me, that was maybe one thing which. I worked on harder than most people um, to get myself across the line. I remember when I was doing the seven sort of stuff, uh, I was doing extra stuff uh, before the season started just to make sure that I was fit enough. I remember our first couple of testing days. Uh, I knew I couldn't beat the other boys at the strength sort of side of it. So I thought uh, in the 2K run and all the yo-yo tests, uh, I'll give it my best. The only, only bloke I could never beat was Ed Jenkins. That that, that guy is an absolute animal. Uh, I've, never, I've never met a bloke who's... Uh, uh, fitter than he is, and I, I don't often get beat in many fitness things. Um, him and Hamish Angus from the Ringarats are the two guys who uh, I never could really get the edge over. So those guys are absolute freaks in terms of their fitness. But yeah, for me, mate, I worked pretty hard at it. Um, as as a young player, in terms of like your fitness, yeah, you've, you've got to just do do it regularly. Um, you got to work on it all the time. You got to love being in the hurt zone or the hurt locker, so to speak. Uh, yeah. When I was doing fitness, I would just look at the bloke across me and, and just try and up the speed a little bit. And it would nearly break me, I know, but I'd just have more of a mental will to break him before it broke me. So I suppose that's how I sort of went about it. Um, in terms of speed, uh, speed was definitely something I was naturally gifted with. Uh, I didn't really work too hard at speed out of school. Uh, and it wasn't really until maybe I was 23 and 24 where I was pretty fast and true shield, but I wasn't lightning fast and then um i suppose i worked on it really hard and or, or a bit with a guy called dan tilly who was at the ring of rats and he did a big focus on our power and our, our our speed skills and that's where i really started to see uh how the the effort i put in on the gym and on the training paddock would impact on my my speed and yeah back down at the rats we had a we had a lightning quick back line um with most notably probably dave felcher at fullback for us so we um yeah, as a backline, we worked on it. We didn't have the biggest backline, so speed was one of those things we had to work on. And yeah, we were, we uh, had a pretty fast backline. So for the young kids out there, just work on it. If you're not running fast or regularly and every week, yeah, you're not going to improve your speed. Well, I guess you got to enjoy it at some level too, don't you? Like, because the training can become, you know, hard work. Well, especially if you're training on your own. But I guess at some point you got to enjoy it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's definitely heaps of ways you can enjoy it. You can get out there, you can change where you're training, you can get a bunch of mates out uh, and muck around and, and you don't always just have to sprint in straight lines or do straight line fitness. You can play games and that sort of thing. And I, yeah. I think that's really key to, to that change up is just make sure you're not getting too bored and, um, and keeping it fresh. So it's, it doesn't become too monotonous and you're able to have a little bit of, of fun with it as well. Yeah, no worries. So back to question five. So you, you played NRC for North Harbour. I'm not sure how many games you played. How did you find that? And, and, 
I guess, why do you think the NRC hasn't really taken off in Australia? Yeah, um, it's a tough one to answer of why it hasn't taken off. Um, there's there's definitely way or, or things which are probably behind closed doors, which I haven't seen. For me, um, like it was awesome playing for the Rays. Uh, I, I played for two years in the first season, the second season, um, and it was it was it was great. It was an awesome experience in terms of being able to play it again. I suppose a little bit of a higher level, or, or playing against players who were of a higher caliber and picked from specific areas, like for example in Melbourne, up in Queensland, in Sydney, in Western Australia. So to be able to play, I suppose the the cream of the players from each area was was great. In, in saying that, I suppose uh, there was also maybe a sense of a lack of professionalism and that's probably the biggest reason which I don't think the NRC really worked. It was It's great for guys who are 20 to 23 and maybe who are studying and who don't have a full-time job, but there was maybe an underlying expectation that you'd be pretty much playing for limited money um, and you'd be putting in a fair few hours training at least three field sessions a week plus your gym sessions and then you'd be expected to travel on a Friday around the country and then come home on a Saturday. I suppose, in my opinion, it wasn't the best way to run a competition. If you look at over in the MPC or the, um, the, the New Zealand setup over there, if you want the competition to be seen as a professional setup you kind of have to start treating the players like they're professional and for me i think that's where the downfall of australian rugby was with that uh with the nrc that just wasn't the 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 players weren't treated like they probably should have been in terms of a their payment and just being looked after in terms of their welfare and a lot of them were studying or working pretty hard on the side just to make ends meet and that does transfer onto the footy field again i don't think it also had much of a, a supporter base Mm. Probably could have been linked a little bit closer to. I don't know. They tried to, to clubs, and uh, but again, there was games played in in the areas where um, maybe they it lacked the ability to have a supporter base. So there's a tough question for me to answer and why it didn't work. For me, it was a good experience. I got to play some great players and and test myself and maybe try and put my foot forward to that super level. But um, yeah, it's it was also a tough one in terms of the lack of. I suppose the professionalism aspect of it. Yeah, no, and everything you've said there is what other other players have said to me in the past as well. So now I think you covered it well. Um, so question seven, like you left the rats for Manly, like that's a that can be pretty controversial given the strong rivalry. But there, there was a gap there, wasn't there? Like you're in the sevens, you didn't go to Manly straight away. It was a bit. It was a bit after that, wasn't it, from memory? Okay. Yeah, I think it was 20 – it wasn't much – it wasn't really a gap. I went from 2017 – well, yes and no. Um, I was playing sevens at the time and then 2017 – or halfway through 2016 and 2017, I was starting to play with the sevens and I wasn't really playing that much shoot shield uh, or I was only playing at the odd game when, when we weren't touring or maybe there was times where I wasn't picked in certain games and things like that. So, for me um, – yeah, I left – the Rats won the grand final in 2017 and I'd played um, in a few of the games for that season and the end of the season, oh, I came, I, I came back and I think I played the last five games um, and then I was just – unfortunately, I wasn't picked for the grand final uh, or, or, and I didn't get on in the, um, in, in the semi-final. And for me, yeah, I suppose – it was a little bit, a bit of a bitter end to um, a great time I had at the club. Uh, I've, I've moved past it now. I mean, at the time, I was very disappointed not to be picked in that team, and 
Um, there was some some times there where I, I thought to myself, maybe I should have been, and there was potential that players I, I, I thought I, I could have been picked over top of. I mean, I'd just gone away from representing my country for the last 12 months to um, – not being or not being noticed or, or told that I wasn't good enough to, to be in that grand final team. So for me, it was a tough one. But at the end of the day, that's part of sport and that's how footy goes. And if you want to win like the Rats did on that day, or like I said, like the Rats, because now I'm, I was playing for Manly, but like we did, I mean, I was part of the squad for that season. Uh, although I didn't wear the jersey on the day and I was very disappointed not to. Um, it was a really awesome experience to be a part of that. And there's... It, that that season there did show um, the level of yeah the professionalism which the, t- the team put in and the and the expectation which all the players had and yeah they got the fruit at the end of the year and it was an awesome experience to see some of my best mates who I'd been playing with for so long yeah lift that shield on that day which was which was awesome yeah no worries so going on to like when you went to Manly did you enjoy your time at Manly or or, did, or was that a bit of a disappointing end for you. No, nah, mate, mate, I couldn't uh, couldn't be more than the opposite. I, lo- I loved playing at Manly. Um, I went to, 20, to Manly in 2018. Um, and, and for me now, I probably consider myself a Marlin, <laughs> definitely more than a rat. Uh, yeah. I, I finished. Uh, the rats was a great time in my, my footy and I loved it. And I suppose it was a great opportunity for me. Um, and then I, moving on to, to, to the Marlins in 2018. And um, we came very close that year. Uh to knocking off the students in the semi-final and they ended up beating the rats. Um, we had a red hot team at the Marlins in 2018 and it was, I kind of went from um, sevens in the end of it and I wasn't getting picked at sevens as well. And um, in the later end of that season, and then I didn't make that grand final. And I, I kind of lost the love for footy. I wasn't sure if I was going to play. Um, and then I met up with a few different clubs and things like that. And, it just so happens that I spoke to Billy Melrose, and uh, the, the best thing about Billy is he's he's got a pretty straight he's a pretty straight shooter. He told me, mate, there's no promises. I can I've seen what you've done before, but you got to work hard. If you don't work hard, and you know I'm not going to pick you. And I thought that was a good test for me. Um, I, I knew that I was always I tried to work harder than everyone else. I knew I had the and I knew I was a skillful player, and I just wanted to go out and prove it. So I went to Manly and. Mate, we were really unlucky not to win against uni that day. Uh, I think we were up by 15 or so points with 20 to go. And then uh, it all fell apart and, and they went on to lift the shield that year. But 2019, again, we had a really strong team. I think we got knocked out in the semis again. Or maybe it was the quarterfinals. Um, and obviously the, the hoodoo of the Manly Marlins yeah. in the final series, lacking uh, composure to get the job done. But we had a pretty good team again that year. And, uh, we didn't lose many games, and unfortunately, the main games we lost were the last three. So um, disappointing. And then, obviously, my final year at Marlins um, was the COVID year when when COVID first hit. So that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely a disappointing end to, to to footy. And it was probably a time where I didn't really start enjoying, or I didn't really enjoy footy. And I, I was, I've got my job, and I was working and pretty hard. And COVID definitely was a was a big reason for me at the end of that season, chucking in the boots and saying, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty ready to be finished. So yeah. it was uh, my time at Marlins was, mate, it was awesome. I met some of the best mates I've got um, at the moment and uh, they've always looked after me. And it, although they uh, were a little bit shocked when I first turned up to the first training session of the season, they, uh, they've opened me in with, with open arms and 
now a few of the guys who I uh, once thought were enemies are now a couple of my closest mates, and that's just that's a good thing about and the beauty about footy. So I'm yeah. uh, pretty happy I made the move. Yeah. So I remember I think it was twenty. Sure, it was 2019. Like you had a fantastic year, 2019. Like you were one of the best players. You and Josh Turner, I think, were standouts that year. Was it was an amazing season? Um, yeah, you were unlucky. Lost some games at the back end of the year. It was a, it was a good season though. Yeah, um, yeah, we had a pretty good team that year, and Joshy Turner was awesome to him. He, uh, I think, got picked up from that year as well. So. Yeah, we uh, we had a pretty awesome back three with I think it was I was on one wing and Josh Turner at the fullback and Alex Northam was on the other wing and yeah. he's not the uh, most underrated player to ever play for uh, in Australian rugby. I don't know who is. He's uh, one of the best players I've ever played with. So Zippy is uh, unbelievable. It's because there was one I can't remember what year. It might have even been later because there was one season you nearly went to Gordon, wasn't there? But then at the last minute you. Yeah, so that was that was at the end of that twenty seventeen. I actually, yeah, I trained pretty much most of the preseason with Gordon, and it pretty much the main reason I didn't go to Gordon ended up being work. Uh, I, I was working at a local school, Northern Beaches, and um, yeah, it didn't really fit around. The, the travel was was although it's not that far. The travel because I was I was working late and then trying to get the training, and just didn't really didn't seem like the right fit at the time. And um, at the end of the day. I went to Marlins and yeah, couldn't be couldn't be happier. So, so tell us about when you retired, mate. Like, um, how hard was that decision? And was it was it like you say you'd, you'd come to the end? But was it a desire to spend more time with the family? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, like I've recently um, had my 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 son, um, and he's only ten weeks old. But I knew obviously knew that uh, my partner Jess was was pregnant, and I. I just thought it comes a time as well where I'd, I'd got a job at Newington and uh, doing their junior sports sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, there came a time where I sort of just thought, thought to myself, well, I don't really want to get injured anymore. I've been, I got really lucky throughout my career. I didn't really have many major injuries. And as they say, the older you get, the more injury prone you are. I started getting a few niggles and things in that um, 2020 season. So at the end of that season, it was kind of like a – uh, although it was, uh, I'd been, it was something I've been playing ever since I was a little kid, or footy, or rugby league, or, or rugby union. It was one of those things where I just, yeah, I definitely was mentally ready, and um, was it was a good opportunity for me to step away and uh, from from the game in terms of the playing capacity. I, at the same time, got offered a, a job to do some coaching and stuff on the side as well uh, at St Augustine's uh, College, which is on the Northern Beaches. So I did some of their stuff. Um, throughout the season and was a great way to uh, ease my way out of footy. So I wasn't completely away from, from, from rugby at all, but uh, the playing aspect, uh, I, I'm not going to say I miss it that much. I, I'm enjoying waking up on Sundays and playing a bit of golf and uh, my body not being sore at all. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of players say that when they, when they walk away. Because what, what we're seeing in recent years is, that, is players retiring probably earlier than they would have in the past. Do you think that's just based – is that purely to do with the fact of, of work and family, do you reckon? Yeah, I probably think so. Um, I mean, I think definitely players I – mean, I, I'm 30, and I think players definitely have the capacity to play longer if uh, you look at players in the NRL and in rugby, in, in super rugby and things like that. There's players who are playing up until they're 36 and older – and there's definitely the ability to do it. Maybe not so as much for the outside backs where I sort of played, but um, 
there definitely is the ability to do it. And I think mainly in the shoot shield, it probably comes down to that work-life balance and maybe that transition into into a lot of players, I suppose, around that age of 30 are probably having kids uh, yeah. and they take up, a, as I've soon figured out, <laughs> they've uh, take up a fair bit of your time. And yeah, I think a lot of people, if, if there was potentially more money floating around the shoot shield, I definitely see players probably playing a little bit longer or if that professionalism stepped up into that shoot shield level even further, which I think would be a great idea. Um, then I could see players playing further, but until then I think there does become that fine balance of work life and family life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, good point. So I'm just trying to question nine, just around how many games you play. I, I, I'm told you played 88 first grade games for the rats. So you must have played around 50 for Manly. Would that be right, first grade I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, mate, that's a good question. I actually don't know. The, I think I've played, yeah, around – in a couple of my last games, I was told it was around about the 138 or so mark or 139 mark. Uh, I don't really know how many was broken up between the Rats and um, the Marlins. I know I left Rats on 99 grade games. Right. <laughs> um, not first grade, but 99 grade games. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back and uh, tick over the, to the three digits, but yeah, you played a, a fair few at both, but um, both were very enjoyable. Probably my last few years, though, were, were probably the most enjoyable where I, I didn't definitely didn't have a focus on um, making making it, so to speak, anymore in terms of representing higher. I just sort of had fun with my mates, which was awesome. So does that mean if I ask a controversial question, would you choose Manly as a better club? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, in terms of the end of my career, yeah, like Marlins was awesome. I had so much fun. Uh, I've got so many mates now who are there, as I do with the Rats guys, who I'm still um, really, really good mates. I've got, I've got my wedding up, coming up in a few weeks, and my groomsmen are pretty much made up of Rats and Marlins boys. So um, in terms of a, a better club, it's it's a tough one to answer. Um, playing at the Rats is, is is a great club vibe, and they definitely have the 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 post game sorted, and the the crowd at Rat Park is is second to none. But also at Marlins, there's definitely a bit of more of a uh, family atmosphere with a lot of the players coming from potentially overseas and things. Manly being such a, a hub for for players who want to come over yeah. overseas, and yeah, Manly definitely does have that very close bond between players and, and it's a tough one to answer, but I'll probably stick with the side of the Marlins. Uh, <laughs> I right. finished my career there. They've been really good to me in the last few years. So the Marlins it is. Okay. So if you, this is a hard, really hard question. I often ask players, if you could pick one favorite game, could you name it? Um, it'll be a tough, tough, uh, obviously representing uh, sevens was was awesome. I think the first time that I um, played New Zealand and South Africa were pretty special games for me. Uh, maybe they're, they're hard ones to, to, to say that um, and remember because I'm so tired halfway through the game. It's kind of like a bit of a blank. But I think probably the, the most memorable footy moment was definitely maybe playing in the Sydney sevens and, and running out for Australia and um, seeing all my family and friends up in the crowd when they were right on the sideline, which was awesome, and seeing my parents uh, there watching was was amazing. But uh, maybe my more memorable moments as well in terms of club footy were definitely like the you can't beat a, a derby match and uh, between the Manly and uh, 
Manly Marlins and the Ringer Rats. And I think my probably my most memorable game was, to be honest, the, the first time I went back to Rat Park and I was playing for Marlins, I copped a fair bit of heat from the hill. And I could hear <laughs> some expletives coming from uh, a few well, well-known well voices, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um, I, I, we, we won that game. I didn't play too bad as well. So it was... Uh, Awesome experience to be a part of um, and having some mates chip me from the sideline as well, which was pretty cool. I, I can't remember what year it was. I think it might have been 2019. I'm sure I was there watching and you went, you were playing there, the Rats. It was a derby. And I think Holmesy was chipping you about something and you got a bit fired up in that game. I can't remember you, were, you had a bit of a dust up with one of the players, but I remember... Yeah, I, I remember that, that moment pretty fondly. Me and Joshy, we'd been giving each other a bit of niggle all game. I'm at, Joshy's a great bloke and we, we got we yeah. get along like a house on fire. Um, I need to spend more time with the bloke because he's, he's he's an absolute champion. Um, yeah. yeah, that was the game where I think he threw me out the back of a ruck and I didn't like it and I pushed him in the back of the head and then yeah, I think uh, that was yeah. we, we didn't really get in a dust up but we pushed and shoved for a second and then we looked at each other and thought, what are we doing? So, um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely the most memorable moments were, were going wearing the Marlins jersey and playing against the Rats boys. Who some of the blokes I'd probably played eighty six or eighty eight with whatever you said first grade games with. Um, it was pretty cool. So <laughs> that was the same. The funny story Josh told me, and I think it was from that same game. The he told me there was it mightn't have been that game, but maybe an early game. Matt Callahan, you know how he gets the ref. He's getting a bit thin on top. Yeah, and and apparently at, at one of the scrubs. Josh told him, Matt, you might need a hat, mate. You'll get burned on your on your head there, <laughs> And he didn't like it. He, yeah, he Joshy, uh, Joshy is uh, definitely not the fa- the ref's most favourite player. He's, he's chirping away in their ear the whole game. And Maddie, Maddie's an awesome awesome um, ref and, and an even better bloke as well. Yeah, I can't imagine boy. he would have been uh, thought too fondly of that comment. But uh, Joshy <laughs> no. definitely he, – he, he gets on the uh, rough side of all the referees, so uh, it's probably good to see how he's going. He's getting into coaching, Josh. So he to see yeah, how he well, goes. he's in the he's doing the uh, the the Colts at at, at Rats with uh, Boyd yeah. Killingworth, and I'm good yeah. with the boy yeah. as well. So uh, those two are making an awesome team down there. I'm sure I've, I actually caught up from last weekend, and um, or I caught up with Boyd, and he was saying that uh, they got a pretty red hot team. So look out for the, the Rats in the uh, the coming year. So the yeah. Colts. Couldn't get two better blokes. Well, mate, um, we'll move on to question 10. And, and again, like, thanks for joining us. It's been a great chat. You know, in recent years, we've seen a real focus on mental health, especially around rugby and, and sportsmen. You know, one thing myself, I know I struggled with was in retirement. I really, how have you handled it? And what advice would you give to players who are nearing retirement? Yeah, mental health is a big focus, especially in today's age um, and looking after your mental health. For me personally, um, I, I haven't had many many issues with my own mental health per se in terms of um, coping issues and things like that. But for me, leaving footy and, and retiring from footy, having for me just other avenues and in life and things like that to put my energy into is definitely something which... Um, has helped me cope with with the the absence of being around your mates all the time and and training with them, having fun and mucking around throwing a footy. So, like for me, playing golf um, is is one of the new hobbies or the obsessions, as my partner would say, um, that I've taken up. But 
I'm playing with a few uh, of the Marlins boys pretty regularly, Katoni Ali, uh, Tommy Chesters and BJ Hartman. We've got a little crew down there at Ringer Golf Club. We muck around and I suppose we're all, if we didn't play golf, we'd all probably be getting itchy feet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're, for me, yeah, it's getting that avenue out or, or that energy out through another avenue apart from footy is, 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 is a way in which I think players or, or ex-players could cope with that yeah, the, the the times when maybe you're getting bored at home and you've got maybe some more time to think about certain things. So I would definitely say that, yeah, having um, not only that other avenue, but maybe even also having that support network around you. For me, I probably made all my best mates through rugby. Um, yeah. And a lot of us, especially at the Marlins, we're pretty much all retiring around the similar, similar age and uh, that's probably a good thing as well, or a blessing in disguise, where we've got boys around where we can muck around with and chat. And, and yeah, for me, it's I don't I haven't had any sort of specific issues with myself. But if I was someone who did, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd just make sure I had that support network around me, I had mates around me to look out for me, and um, use that other alternative method of uh, of coping, which for me is a bit of golf at the moment. No, it's great advice, mate. Good. So finally, um, what does the future hold for Mick Adams in life after footy, mate? You, you know, you mentioned a bit of coaching. Is that is that possibly in the future? Yeah, I did coaching um, with St Augustine's, like you said. Um, unfortunately, this year I, I am unable to do the Saints coaching thing just because of my work commitments with Newington. Um, but in the next couple of years, I'd love to get back to St Augustine's and potentially um, be involved in some aspect there. Um, I suppose in my immediate future, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm loving my job at the moment. So I'm doing like the junior sports at Newington and that's keeping me really busy. So that's probably my main focus at the moment. Um, but yeah, one day I would, I would love to get into a little bit more coaching and, and that aspect of it in terms of rugby. But yeah, I suppose I've got my hands full for the next year or so. I've got, my, like I said, my 10-week-old or 11-week-old son has yeah. been born and he's uh, <laughs> definitely keeping us on our toes at the moment. But he's an awesome little fella and... Yeah, I suppose a lot of my time and energy is probably going to be put into to him, and uh, yeah, and 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 hopefully uh, turning him into a some sort of sportsman in the future. No worries, mate. I really appreciate it. And mate, can I just say a thanks again for your service to our game, and and you've you've left a real legacy. And you know, I know I don't know anyone like even last twenty four hours talking to a few people. No one has a bad word to say about you. So thanks for everything, mate. And uh, go well. Thanks, Enjoy. mate. Thanks for having me on here today and uh, thanks for all your passion and, and, and your service to, to the lovely game of rugby and the shoot shoot especially. So I'll uh, have a little bit more time on my hands. I'll be seeing you probably around a few of the games this year, so I look forward to it. All right, great. Be good to catch up, mate. Take care. Thanks, thanks mate. mate. All Cheers, best. mate. Bye.